Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's podcast where we get to hear the powerful, beautiful journey of Nas. She's going to be talking today about why she is doing what she's doing, why she is where she is, and the things that she's experienced that have brought her to this moment. So I'm so excited to get to know you even better by hearing your story. And let us know, where do you want to start? What was the pivotal moment for you? Thank you, Jessica. I am so excited to share my journey. And I think I'm going to start uh, sharing a little bit about my childhood, because I think it has the pivoting story that how it changed. It started in my childhood, the whole, you know, identity, what was going on around me and how it shaped my life. Because I always think I have an idea who I used to be before 2013 and who I am after 2013, which I'm still, you know, evolving and we all do. But I could not recognize anymore who I used to be. And so I'm going to share my story and, you know, through that transformation that I have, I feel I literally transform part of my identity that I no longer can recognize that. But so I grew up uh, in a big family. I'm one out of 10 children. I'm number seven. So I had three younger, six older siblings, which it, by definition had its own blessing and challenges. And uh, my dad is a brilliant, smart businessman. And at some point he's, in his life, he goes to religious school and quit and becomes agnostic, non-believer, said all bullshit. And then, therefore, I grew up with no religious education at home, which was a blessing now that I think about it, because I didn't have any bias about any religion, but also because of the event that happened in my life and after I grew up in Iran and majority are Muslim. So when I started the school and going to school and starting some of the religion classes, I had this really split of personality. I had a different mask in the school and pretended while I ignored everything. And I came home and I, I felt like I, ha I had to have a different set of idea of who I am in two different areas. And it wasn't even safe because after the re revolution in Iran to even talk about the beliefs that I grew up with in the family, which we didn't believe in religion or particularly even God. And then the event that happened that was major that even emphasize 
that belief in me was when my brother who didn't believe in religion and became an activist lost his life because of that. So I grew up believing that behind the chaos in the world, the war, the hatred is all because of religion. And therefore, the big mistrust in religion, and I equated with God. Therefore, there is no God. Because the God that they were teaching me, in the, and I was learning from different religions, wasn't a God that I could believe in. A God who would, in a way, the religion that told me I am sinful, and I have to try to be good, right? I was mm -hmm. born flaw with flaw. Right. And I, I, so none of this I could understand the idea of the, that a God who they were saying that is my creator would take me to hell if I don't do certain things. None of this made sense to me, even as a child, you know. And, and I, and I, something within me could not accept any of that. And therefore I denied it all. Right. So that was part of growing up. And at the same time, it's not that I would say I knew about my soul, but I had this deep belief that I am very powerful and I can think my way through reality and change things. I knew this, there was this power within me. And it started with when. I just, you know, share a story. I, I think I was maybe seven years old and I didn't do my homework and I didn't want to go to school. So I lied to my mom. I said, mom, I'm not feeling good. I pretended that I'm sick, I'm coughing. And my mom said, okay, just go to your room. I'll come and check on you later. Let me send the other kids to school. And I pretended and I believe wanted to like pretend that I'm sick and coughing. In an hour, I had a high fever. I literally got sick. And <laughs> yes, then I realized the power that I had, my imagination, that if I pretend enough, if I believe it enough, mm. if I say it, I could make it happen. And that's one of many things that made me believe. And in a way, I got scared. I, I had this fear of wishing for things because I knew if I really deeply want something, it might happen, right? <laughs> so, so that was like in my background, I had this thing, or there's something beyond what I think within me that, you know, is very powerful. And, but then growing up in my family, also, I learned that it was safe to not being seen. My dad worked a lot and he was not very patient man, especially with my older sibling, my brother. And uh, I didn't want to get in trouble. So mm -hmm. I would pretend that I'm invisible to the point that I sometimes think, was it really invisible? Because things were happening and nobody was paying attention to me, which was great in a way, right? Because it was safe not to be seen. But I started living in my imagination a lot. I always pretend that I, I was, uh, you know, 
riding a horse for some reason. And then the life that I was living, that was illusion. And I was creating this other thing in my, so that was my upbringing. And then at age 17, um, I heard that the boy next door, who was my brother's best friend, and you know, I knew him, he would come to our house, was in love with me and wanted to marry me. <laughs> and strangely enough, um, that I don't want to get to the detail of things, how it happened. I ended up marrying him and getting my diploma, basically, and leaving the country uh, and coming to U.S. to go to university. And uh, that was the second chapter, in a way, in my life. And I think now that I look back, it was that knowing that that I want to remove myself from everything that was happening in a big family and maybe he was my way out right and then we we come to us i go to get my bachelor degree in computer science a year in my study i had this feeling that you know as though that i don't belong to the other relationship i cannot connect and he was a decent, he was a great guy. I, I have nothing to say that I can say he did something or like he was, I knew he loved me deeply. He would cook for me. He was, you know, a dream man for many, right? But I was not ready to receive it. And I decided, okay, you know, it was my first, I was young and two years later we got divorced. And that right away I got to another relationship and moved in with a college uh, classmate and uh, went through the four years of university together. And then at almost the end before graduation, I had the same feeling again. This is not my life. What am I doing here? I don't think <laughs> that I said, whose life I'm living? <laughs> and yet again, made the decision, packed and left their relationship. And uh, that's when I started my full-time job as a software engineer in JPL, which is a NASA lab in Los Angeles. And that's where I used to live. And I would say I had my very first mystical experience there. And, you know, all throughout, uh, you know, this time, I'm still very much agnostic, not believing in anything. And yet, Strangely, there are books that come my way that I become curious about, which had about spirituality and all of this. But I keep ignoring, like I have this strong dislike about all of it to the point that if somebody would bring up, you know, spirituality, God and all that, I would remove myself and move. And not only that, I admit that I would look down. At that point, I would look down on people who were too religious thinking they don't even understand, right? <laughs> What's going on? So anyway, um, so one day at work, um, I had to work on this project. There was a bug in the you know, code. If anybody is a programmer, I understand it was like hundreds of lines of code that I had to go through to figure out the logical error um, in that code. And I, I had to be very focused and I keep losing my focus. And I was, as I was reading and following the logic and this happened a few times, I had to restart 
my you know pattern looking at the pattern and getting the logic and at some point something happened and I, I you know I believe it was a deep focus that took me there but I was no longer in the room and I can't it's hard to even explain this but what and I don't know how long I was in that state um, it could have been a few minutes it could have been half an hour I have no I had no way of knowing but all I know when I came out of it few things happened one I knew exactly where the problem was and I fixed it right away, like exact location. With all those things going up and down, like for some reason I knew the answer and I knew how to solve it. Second, I felt like I woke up from a deep sleep that I had for like days. Mm. I have never slept, felt that deep relaxation and calm and expansiveness. Something was different within me. And the other thing that I had a lot of energy that I carried on for a couple of days, which was strange, right? So that was the first, I don't know if I can call it mystical or like a strange experience that made me curious what just happened, right? Where did I go? How did the solution came to me right away? Why did I feel so calm and peaceful afterward? Why did I have so much energy? And it's not that I still to this day have answer for all that, but that became an opening. And I didn't share that with anybody because I thought they they would think I've gone nuts or crazy spending too much time in front of computer, right? So, but I would say that it started something within me, the, being very curious, because I always had as a child that knew there was part of me that is very powerful. And I have had time that I had connected to it, right? But then as I was growing up, more like I know I had a deep intuitive sense as a kid, because I was very like intuitive knowing things would happen, you know, it's like I knew something gonna go wrong and move myself. Or like I had this intuition, but I lost that as, you know, as I was growing up and going through different experiences and no longer trusted as much as I had trusted that as a child. And I think we all do, you know, it's like we are very intuitive as, you know, when we're young and somehow we lose that connection with ourselves. So, but having gone through that experience uh, sort of opened up something within me and I was seeking something, but I wasn't sure what I was seeking yet, right? Mm -hmm. I knew that there is something out there that I need to walk towards it, but I wasn't sure what that is. I knew it wasn't religion, but I knew there is like something deeper out there, right? And so that was the first experience I had. And then I met my husband, which is my current husband. And again, thing happened uh, very fast for me. We dated six months, got engaged right away. And then uh, got married a year after, had our first son together a year after that. And the second son, uh, two years after that. And I then at some point I was becoming yet again restless, right? And again, same feeling of 
Is this my life? What am I doing? Am I supposed to be here? Am I just going with things? Things are happening to my life always seems like very fast. And I just like it, it takes me with it without me knowing what am I, you know, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I, is this the right thing for me? And then, um, you know, at that point, my husband got a job offer that he really wanted to do in Virginia and we decided to move. And then instead of trusting my instinct that there's something not quite right and that restlessness within me, I decided to go back to school and get in my master's degree, which I think we all do this. We ignore what is going on within and we get ourselves busy with other things, new job, more education, whatever that might be, because we're not willing to face ourselves and like answer that deeper question that keep arises within us. Let me get myself busy with another degree and then I'll figure it out. Maybe that's what I need, another degree, right? Well, it makes so much sense. We always have this kind of external focus and we're mm -hmm. supposed to we're taught to trust that more than mm -hmm. we trust ourselves. And, you know, you, it's, it, it's so common. It is so common to yeah. not really listen to that deep instinct and that deep knowing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I remember one day um, I was reading a book and my husband was sitting there too. Out of nowhere, I just turned to him and I said, do you fully trust me? And all of a sudden, I felt mm. something shift within him, and he got uncomfortable a little bit. And I wonder why he got uncomfortable, but I didn't follow up. He literally changed the subject and then got up and left. Mm. And for a moment, I thought, hmm, why did he get uncomfortable with that question? And why did I even ask that? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I let it go. And then um, one night I was coming back from girls night out with my friend. And my husband said, I need to talk to you. So I knew there's something serious out there. And uh, meanwhile, you know, I got myself busy with getting a degree and I thought he's busy with his new job. So we were not connecting for a while and I was ignoring him. The fact that we're not even connecting on same, I think. And I, you know, I usually we give ourselves reason why it's happening, <laughs> which is I'm busy with my, you know, going to school and he's busy with his job and whatever. So anyway, then later on he shared with me that he had made some financial decision that he has never shared with me. And I don't want to get it into the detail of that, but it's been a year. And he chose to not share any of it with me, which in a way truly shocked me. Uh, one, I thought I fully trust him, which later on uh, working with my coach, she asked me a right question. She said, did you fully trust him or you were ignoring it? Which I think that was my pattern, ignoring things, right? Like I intuitively knew something is not right, but I kept ignoring the, all the signs that I, I was seeing. And then, um, then I realized I could have checked, but I never actually went to our account to check anything, right? And 
meanwhile, he has changed the passport too. And like all of this. So that incident, uh, literally, I remember the next day I woke up and I said, what am I doing? Like all this long, I knew before we moved to Virginia, there's something is not right, right? And I felt this that restlessness within me and all of this. And what am I doing here? And I decided, okay, something is just needs to change fundamentally, but it has to be within me because I could no longer just ignore what is going on within me. And I don't know who I am. And I know what I don't know what am I doing, right? And I have this seemingly perfect life, fancy career. I have the money. I have the great house. I have a good looking husband. I have two healthy children. And yet I'm not happy. And I keep ignoring that voice within me that is, this is not even you. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> right? So not questioning it. And I think we do that. All of us do this. It's like expectation of society, your family, what you think you're supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to get education. I'm supposed to do this next. I'm supposed to get married next. I'm supposed to have kids. All of this, right? Without even questioning it. Why am I doing this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's the next logical step, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Whose logic is the question, right? So anyway, that is started the whole thing that I end up separating. We went to uh, couple therapy, but we would come home and fight even more. And then, of course, his side was that he couldn't communicate with me. He was afraid of sharing things with me. And, you know, his own side of the story, my side of the story. And eventually, after like literally a year, she kept changing therapists. And I was going to do my own therapy. And all of this back and forth decided, okay, just quit. Quit. I just don't no longer want to try to work on this. And of course, my old self, when I was, you know, in a way, didn't have kids, I would pack and leave. But I had to stay because I had two young kids at the, that stage, right? But anyway, eventually we decided to separate uh, and we got separated. But luckily we had a big house. I moved to another room because we had two kids and continue anyway, the life as it was in a way, uh, but not being together. And then I remember the day that the voice within me said, you know what, quit feeling like a victim, quit mm -hmm. blaming him. Why don't you take a look inside and see why you keep recreating? Because it was the same old feeling came when I got divorced the first time, when I left the second relationship and all of it wasn't different people, but I still was feeling the same feeling Mm -hmm. And the only common denominator was me in this, you know, e equation, right? So it's <laughs> like, okay, so, and I I needed something and a friend said, look, you've been going to therapy for a while. It seems like it's not working. Why don't you just focus on yourself? Why don't you go do some yoga? I'm like, okay. And the best decision I made, 
um, I remember the day I walked into the yoga studio. I was going to just visit a few yoga studio. I went to the local one and just talked to the owner. And I'm like, okay, this is my place. And I, I, I'm going to say that literally changed my life. Just the mm. first step. And I fell in love with yoga because for the first few months, when I was practicing, especially any hip opening, I was sobbing. Literally, I was sobbing and I didn't know why am I crying <laughs> most of the time. But I just had to release, 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 release. And I loved it so much that I said, okay, I'm going to just go deep in yoga. I need to figure this out. Why is it making me feel so good? What is it about this that, that I feel every time I come here, I'm more and more connecting to myself, right? It's like that question. And I decided to take the 300 hours, you know, training, become a yoga instructor, not aiming to teach, but I just wanted to teach more about the philosophy. And that became a blessing in my life because all the stress that I had, all the voices in my head that I was saying that I'm a victim and I need to blame, um, all of that went away. I was able to manage it. <clears throat> And it helped me to actually move to my next step in life and taking full responsibility for myself. And at the same time, I started working with a coach, which unknown to me, uh, which is blessing in my life, Christy Whitman, which is uh, became my spiritual teacher and it still is open up the door to spirituality to me. And wow, I had so much resistance at the beginning. At the same time, I was curious enough with everything that has happened before in my life that deep within me, I could see a truth in what she was saying. But more than anything, one thing she says, like, I don't care what you believe, just experience, right? Practice the same way that you're saying yoga is changing you. Now you know the truth of connecting within yourself and highly helping you. I started meditating and then more things started happening within me that I had the shift of my life and that was 2013 that I call it my awakening happened that I no longer saw anything the same. I became fully aware that I was creating my own reality and how I was doing it and how I was li uh, all my life was li living an illusion of who I thought I was. And although as a kid, I had that inkling, the power was within me, but I didn't trust it at the same time. And so that working I mean the meditation yoga and then working with the coach and of course like that curiosity that I always I think have about everything really made me interested and I wanted to go deeper and at that at the same time I had a full-time job as a software engineer I graduated got my master's degree and was busy with that <clears throat> but I wanted to learn more and I decided to like taking the coaching certification just to learn more because I could see it working. Years of therapy didn't do anything, but that just like 
doing the coaching, it was working out. I was changing. I was becoming happier to the point that people were saying, are you sure you're in the middle of divorce? And you seem <laughs> really happy. <laughs> so I could feel it, like the shift within me and all of that. And so I took that, which took me to another world deeper in the spirituality and all of that. And then energy healing and Reiki, which I became curious as well. And I became certified Reiki master. And I did some hypnotherapy because of the power that we have, which is in our subconscious, but most of the time not up there. And there are those false beliefs that are so deep within us that is part of our identity. Therefore, it's habit is is in subconscious that we need to shift and hypnotherapy can help big time to help us to make that shift because we go to the deeper level of ourselves that there's no longer the conscious resistance and able to shift and actually create a different connection with that part of ourselves that feels unloved, feels not worthy of love, or all of that limited belief that we believe about who we are. We're not, we're not perfect. We are perfect in an imperfect way, but like not complete. And we need all of that. So, and then I became curious about that and decided to become a hypnotherapist. All, you know, this thing happening. Meanwhile, in my relationship with my husband, because of all the work that I was doing, I was no longer blaming him and lots of resistance to hearing him we started communicating of course we had we have two kids together so we had to communicate but all of a sudden something shifted within us that we became better friends because of it and i, I and I, interestingly enough that i was thought i'm doing the work but he was changing as well you know because he was no longer, I guess, the way I can say it, he was no longer putting up with the energy of resistance from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So therefore, he felt easier to communicate or do things that he wouldn't usually, right? So that helped us to, eventually we got back together you know, because of it. And we are still together. Although now the other, you know, <laughs> part of my life that has been a huge part of my life now, which has differed from who I used to be in my own spirituality and growth, right? And he no longer can really relate to me because he's not in the same journey right so yet again we have created a, a path for us to go our own separate way right but at least not with any resentment or anger with deciding and choosing that the path that i'm going is not the path that he likes and i no longer want to join his path right so, but having said that, you know, I wouldn't change a thing because I always, it was very painful few years going through that process, separation, thinking, oh, divorce, two young kids, whatever. 
But I'm so grateful for him and the lessons that I learn. And I am a believer that people who come to your life and give you a hard time, trigger you, are their, your teachers. Literally, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't become who I am now, and I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the experience that we had together, although now it's time to, you know, for me to choose the path that I want, which is no longer aligned with him, basically. So uh, that was my journey. And I never thought uh, that I would quit my job, full-time job, because I had a great career. And it wasn't like I hated my job or I disliked it and any of that. But eventually, because I went through this journey, in very organic way, I had other women approaching me and wanting to know, how did I do it? Why am I so happy? How did I get back together with my husband? What happened? And I started coaching them and I got to the point that I got enough busy that I couldn't handle a full-time job, business on the side, kids and all that. And yet again, I had to do some soul searching. What do I really want, right? And what is the path? And I think through healing myself, which it was a lot of inner child healing and realization that we recreate our childhood in so many ways, in our different relationship without knowing. And unless we go back and heal that part of ourselves, we're going to continue. Again, it's in subconscious level. It's part of us. Without us knowing, we're going to re-experience those false identities um, in our relationship, not only with our significant other, even at work maybe. If we learn that get value by becoming a pleaser, we're going to continue with that. And that's not serving us, right? But if we root, go back in the root cause, how did I became the way I am? It's just safety and security that we created for ourselves as young kids to add value to our family. That's a survivor part of us, subconscious part of us, right? And then without us knowing, which has served us in so many ways, a lot of us survive. I survive by being uh, becoming uh, invisible in our household. And the way I added value was that if I don't have needs and wants, my poor mom with so many kids, I'm adding value to her, right? I'm getting praised because I don't have needs. I don't have wants, right? And I'm invisible, so nobody needs to do anything for me. So in a way, I survived that way and I added value, but I unknowingly brought it to all my relationships. I was the one who made myself invisible and then feeling that I don't receive the love that I want because I had no needs. Why would I need anybody to love me? That is not even safe, right? So that... That was the uncomfortable feeling that I was feeling, you know. And then second again, I felt in my second relationship, especially, I was deeply in love. But then yet again, I went back to the same thing. It's not even safe to be seen all the time. Once somebody wants you and spend time with you, and how am I adding value like that? And again, unknowingly became invisible in my relationship and got to the point that again, I I don't feel connected. I was doing all this myself, 
and not knowing it. And it's easy always to like, I feel like I was there blaming the other, but how I, I was creating that in that journey became my savior in a way to learn that, to heal that so I can no longer continue doing that, right? And so that was my journey, which, you know, got me to this point. But uh, since then, I think, again, I would say one of my deepest still desire is the connection with myself and realization that what I was missing wasn't a deep connect, wasn't it actually a deep connection with another being, which is beautiful. It was a deep connection with who I am, with mm-hmm. myself, right? And the love that I was seeking is the love that can I can only give to myself because I cannot even experience it even if somebody else tried to give it to me, if I don't have it within me already, right? So it's like, all of this was a journey that tremendously blessed my life to be where I am now, feeling no matter what happened, I feel the sense of wellness, that I'll be fine, you know? And I learned to trust the mystery and be okay with unknown. And experiencing it with that trust that universe has my back if I have my own back, right? That I need to take 100% full responsibility for myself because at any moment I have a choice, even in relationship, no matter what it is, I have a choice to stay or leave, right? It's still 100% responsible for my part because otherwise nothing will change for better right so and that you know became the passion that I have now to help others you know in their relationship in their journey to find in love in a way to find in who they are and having that deeper connection with themselves that reaching to deep side that we already know the answer within we just have to build that trust that intuition that we have, especially as a woman, right? We are gifted with intuition and how to trust it and how to move forward with that. And I love that, like a beautiful thread that I see throughout your whole story is that at a very young age, you knew that you were a creator, right? And and you would use your imagination to create kind of what became your reality. And then Throughout your story, you talk about, you know, what you were creating or what you were falling into and doing. And, and there's this, this thread of I'm always creating. Is it conscious or unconscious is the question. And when you were kind of getting the masters and, and moving to Virginia and ignoring the instinct, right, you're creating unconsciously based on what you thought you should be doing and all of these beliefs fed to you and expectations fed to you and conditioning. And then there was also this realization that the creation, when it's based on your relationship with yourself and your inner instinct and your inner knowing and your inner desire, that's when it becomes, oh, this is something I want to be creating and then it creates that conscious creation because it's not coming from the outside 
It's coming from within you. And it's so beautiful to witness throughout the telling of your story, how deeply you've really experienced this and realized this so that you can be the conscious creator and use these imaginative, imaginative faculties and this knowing of who you are to then know what you want, to create what you want, while what I heard, especially at the end, simultaneously trusting that it's also more than you and the universe has you and that it's, it's you knowing you and also being part of something much bigger than you that you get to be held by and supported by. And that no matter what you end up experiencing, whether it's subconscious or unconscious or conscious, it's you're okay when you're with you and your soul, like you're okay. And that's just so, it's so beautiful to see that journey that you've taken to bring you where you are. Thank you. Yeah, it has been an amazing journey and I'm looking forward to even, you know, moving deeper into getting to know myself and deeper connection um, because I feel like I see the power of it and I have the connection, but I still feel like I go in and out, you know, it's like, how do we be in the now and the power that power that I can feel when I'm fully connected, right? And with myself and with something higher than myself, you know, mm -hmm. whatever we want to call it, universe, the infinite intelligence. I stay away from God because I still don't associate with that definition of most people, you know, what it is. So and then keep bringing myself back to that alignment is the job that I mean is the opportunity that I have in each moment mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I'm and I'm really glad that you brought that up too about the word God and kind of this relationship with religion because it's so um you know it makes so much sense right particularly you know as children we both questioned this right like how mm -hmm. am I supposed to believe in this all punishing God that mm -hmm supposedly separates people from others and right there's and and uh that we're supposed to be corrupt and we're unworthy and, mm -hmm. and and it's so um normal well i don't even know when to use the normal it makes so much sense right, right to right. question that and and to question um why am i bad and i haven't mm -hmm. even done anything and and why do things make me unworthy and why am i corrupt why am i sinful and why am I supposed to be scared of this person who's also all loving, right? And 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 there is so much of that in the world, regardless of like, you know, whether it's, you know, Muslim or whether it's Christian or whether like Jewish or, you know, there are so many, um, there's so many different interpretations and understandings of what God is, what the divine is. And, and I think that what I hear you saying is that it's not about using the word. It's about your experience of something bigger than you, regardless of how we define it. That is what you lean into and relate with and, and live by. Yeah, well said. And, you know, to me, the way I still like see it, if I would say what's the difference between religion and spirituality, what I my experience has been that, a spirituality unites 
we all one. As my experience with religion has been that religion divides, mm -hmm. right? My religion is better than yours. Mm -hmm. My beliefs are superior to your beliefs, right? All this separation and separation. Yeah. While, you know, I remember as a young kid, I was thinking, if you say what you say about God, then we're all children of God. However, why is it that we're fighting over the details? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? Why is right. one religion think they have the answer, not the other one? They're better. So all of this, you know, as a young kid, I could feel. And But here's the unfortunate thing, that when you get burned like that, you lose the trust in something greater than yourself. Because there is, now I know religion is not equal, right? or at all, even close to what the definition they most religion gave to what I believe that infinite intelligence is, right? That I'm the source that I'm connected to, right? Mm -hmm. So, but because of that experience about religion, I I wanted to deny it all, right? Mm -hmm. And I am not sure if we can fully see our own power and connect with ourselves without, at this point in my life, without that spirituality and connection, deeper connection to ourselves and something bigger than ourselves, right? Right. So, yeah, as I mentioned, it's still a journey for me for sure. And there's a, every day I'm learning something new about myself, which is the beauty of the work. <laughs> it is the beauty of the work. And, and it is that, that um, difference, as you stated, between religion and spirituality is also that, Religion is so much, you know, being told how to think and mm -hmm. what to feel and what to experience and that it's out there. Mm -hmm. And one thing we share in common, which is why we call this podcast Radically Embody Love, is that it's not just out there. It's also in here. And with spirituality, not all, I'll say there's, mm -hmm. there's also a lot of dogma in spirituality. But generally, the mm -hmm. essence of spirituality or the original intention is that it's in here that we that we experience it, and it there isn't a dogma. There's no set rule. There's no set, you know, standard to follow. It mm -hmm. is you, as you said, in alignment with your soul. You in alignment with you. You listening to your body, your heart, your instinct, your knowing, right? And and that that is really what creates that power, also, you know, yeah. in time. And then removing all the stuff that's not that. Right. So right. That we, we can fully connect with what is here. Right. And not all right. the other stuff. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's why it. I think we always say, you know, to, you know, my clients, it's like, don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. I want you to experience it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guide you to that path. But until you experience it within, mm -hmm. I don't want you to believe it. I even tell this to my children you know they're my kids but their own person I'm there to guide them but I always tell them question me don't believe whatever I say unless you can recreate that experience within you when you do a practice when you connect with yourself you would know if it feels good it means it's true to you if there's any part of you that is uncomfortable know there is something that is not fully 
right? The truth of who you are. Even if I tell you something, because you know yourself the best, right? And then your own experiences that at the end of the day matter, not what I tell you, but what you can take from that and then experience and change your experience and live your life such that you do build up that trust within yourself. And that's the most important thing that mm -hmm. we can do for ourselves. And that was such a huge piece of your story too. So that's mm -hmm. a really good way to kind of wrap up your story of like this trust in self that, you know, you've talked about the moments when you didn't trust in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even though ultimately it was still part of your path and learning that, you know, coming to realize that that trust and what you feel and your instinct and your intuition and your knowing and what you need and desire, that that is your compass. That's your barometer for the world and, and your soul, you know, really trusting your soul and um, to witness that in your story and, and where you've come is so beautiful. And it really is so key. Thank you. So key. Thank yeah. you, Jessica. Yeah, it's been so much fun to hear. Like, is there anything else you want to add before we finish today? It's just been, I'm like so happy to know more about you and to hear. Oh, thank you. Weaving of your story. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. All I would say is like what I learned is to trust the journey. Yeah. Right. As tough as it might be, as challenging it might be, is the opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everything ultimately is leading us back to ourselves if we choose it. Yes. If we choose it. Yeah. And I think until we choose it, we'll keep going through the challenges that are familiar to us. <laughs> yep. 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 So yeah. choosing ourselves and choosing yeah. to trust ourselves. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it's such an honor to hear more about you. And Thank I you. know that our listeners are going to benefit from hearing more about your journey and relate to you know, such common experiences of, of looking outside and not trusting and following and being led into the paths instead of choosing them. And, and it's just, um, yeah. So thank you for sharing. And oh, I'm excited about all the other things, the juicy topics we can take from this and, and go into further in future podcasts. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. It was an honor to be able to share my story and journey. And thank you for listening and all the you know encouragement along the way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bye, bye. <laughs> bye too soon. <laughs>